1: I had a war chest of about three and a half million dollars. Mark Martin is strapping into his trophy. Based light. on what we had going on, I had enough money to do it for two years. Mark Martin, Martin from Beachville. Bill France Jr. gave me and Mark Martin an application to the 1988 Daytona 500. And
2: not enough can be said for these guys that built this team from the ground up in two years. But
1: if I didn't win a race, if I had, didn't show a blue sky to to potential sponsors that wanted to get on board, there was an end in, in sight to my uh, to my NASCAR career.
3: The Motor Racing
1: Network presents.
0: The many hats
1: of Jack Roush. Mark Martin drives up high out of
4: turn number four, comes out of the corner, and every person in this grandstand is cheering him on. He comes down, and he will win the AC Delco 500. It has been a long, hard road for Mark Martin. I, butted head, I,
2: know, I had butted heads with Jack Roush, but I butted head with Jack a lot early in the years,
5: but we made it. And we did it together.
4: Jeff Burton wins at Daytona. He takes the 42nd Pepsi
5: 400. Everything that I do in my racing and, and uh, you know, when my son's racing and stuff, I always one of the decisions I'm making always go through my mind, What would you know, what would Jack do?
4: Carl Edwards is a first-time winner in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. They
5: did not hold one thing back from me. We gave it the best effort, and I think that's very noble, and I'm honored to be associated with him. From
0: the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina... Here is your host, Woody Kane. Welcome to MRN Presents The Many Hats of Jack Roush. I'm Woody Kane. In this 10-week journey, we'll discuss the life and career of Jack Roush, who will be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in January. An honor that's based on a career that continues today in the NASCAR Cup Series and NASCAR Xfinity series with Roush Fenway Racing. Jack Roush's ability to seek out unproven talent for his NASCAR teams was uncanny. To
4: the striped checkered flag in the air, Carl Edwards wins here at Gateway International Raceway. Consider that Roush has only
0: hired one driver in his career to drive his race cars who had a previous cup win. At
4: the line, Jamie McMurray by inches wins it. that
0: was Jamie McMurray. Every driver who sat in Roush's cars was hungry to succeed. Greg
4: Biffle has clinched the championship for the 2002 NASCAR Busch Series season.
0: At least that was his thought process. If Roush hires a driver that wants to prove himself, he'll drive harder,
4: right? Mark Martin drives up high out of turn number four, comes out of the corner, and every person in this grandstand is cheering him on. He comes down, and he will win the AC Delco 500. It has been a long,
0: hard road for Mark Martin. As mentioned in prior episodes, Roush formed his team in 1988. At the time, he attempted to make the move towards signing bigger names for his new NASCAR venture. Well, the first
1: guy I went to was, was Gary Nelson. I don't know how I found him, but... Leonard Wood may have recommended I talk to Gary, but I talked to Gary Nelson, and he says, "Well, talk to Bobby Allison if you're looking for a driver. He'd be the best driver that's out there. He could help you build a team." And I talked to Bobby, and Bobby was with the Stavola brothers from up north, and he was near the end of his career, and said he didn't want to make a change. At least, uh, my suspicion was he didn't want to go with an unknown, uh, another road racer or drag racer that was trying to break into NASCAR, and so. I asked him uh, who he thought should drive the car, and uh, and he, he talked to. Uh, he says, "Well, Mark Martin is uh, is capable, and he's out there, and he's uh, he's been there, and he's he's seen some." And he says, "I think if you put him in good stuff, he could do the job."
0: When Roush signed Mark Martin, the Batesville, Arkansas native had exactly 57 Cup starts, four top fives, and no wins. Roush was taking a chance on a former ASA standout that he believed could carry the banner for Roush Racing moving forward.
2: And not enough can be said for these guys that built this team from the ground up in two years, and, and uh, man, there's going to be more of these things coming. No oh, way better to start the year off for Folgers and Valvoline and all the guys, and, and uh, I can't wait to go to Rockingham now.
0: In 1992, Roush decided it was time to move to two cars in the Cup Series, and he hired Wally Dollenbach Jr., who previously had 11 starts in the Cup Series the year before for Junie Levy. The duo never found victory lane in the two years they were together. In '94, he hired Ted Musgrave to drive the car, and they lasted three seasons together, never earning a win. In 1996, Roush was making the move to three cars in the Cup Series. He was going to hire his next winner, and he was from South Boston, Virginia,
5: also with little Cup experience. His name was Jeff Burton. You know, life life has funny turns about it, and and. Uh my racing career uh the the early part of my racing career is it could write a novel about and and all the twists and turns and uh interesting things that happened and and this was certainly one of them actually the the first phone call was made um to ward about you know would he consider driving for jack with this new team being formed and ward was happy where he was and 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 had had decided he was going to stay loyal to bill davis and 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 the things that were going on there and the manufacturer that was there and and so ward and i had had this casual conversation you know about this this guy you know this guy named jeff smith had given him a call from roush and they were thinking about starting a team was curious about talking to him and he wasn't interested because he was he was doing what he was doing and i said well hell, give me this Jeff Smith's phone number. So I called Jeff and I, and I said, Hey, I, Ward told me and he says, well, yeah, let's, let's talk. So uh, a few days later I was in Livonia, Michigan. And, um, Uh, meeting with Jack.
4: Jeff Burton wins at Daytona. He takes the 42nd Pepsi 400 by just a couple of feet over Dale Jarrett.
5: I regret we didn't win championships.
4: Now he's going to go to Victory Lane for the third time in 97
5: before the hometown fans. Jeff Burton wins the Hanes 500 at Martinsville. I don't regret being there because I learned more about me as a person, uh, me as a race car driver, me as a person that was trying to do trying to set up his own race cars and help build his own race cars at the cup level, Jack allowed me to do that. It was hard working for Jack, but it was gratifying. Jeff was right. Rausch sought talent that had the ability
0: to work on their own race cars and had knowledge on the mechanics involved
1: with high-powered machines. It had to be somebody that worked building their own cars. Somebody that had worked in a garage to, to, uh, to put together the pieces with family members or with friends. To be able to, to be able to make an entry into into a, into a, a, a Xfinity car, into a, a Arca car, to get started, and uh, so I thought that was important to start with. If if a driver has got an education that uh, that uh, offsets, uh, he didn't waste his time going to going to glamour school or, or, or the, practicing for the theater. He's uh, if he's going in in welding or fabrication or engine building or he done something with an engineering band, it uh, it certainly makes him attractive. So it's a combination of things. Uh, you know, the, the marketing folks, uh, the business side of the people, uh, business people's the side of the team, they want a driver to be commercially uh, attractive uh, to sponsors. And good with public relations and good at speaking publicly and good on his feet uh, saying not what's on its mind when it goes bad, but what's, uh, what's ready for prime time. So that's important. And, uh, of course, the driver that's able to interact with, uh, with his crew chief and provide information that's meaningful that can, uh, they can use to, to establish a direction is, uh, is, is very interesting. You know, we're, we're, we've are we gone from a point of having a driver when, like Mark would say or, or or Jeff Burton would say, I need a 50 pounds more lift or a spring or I need an eighth inch smaller front bar. Just tell us, tell us uh, pointed ears, we're listening here uh, on the sidelines, tell us what the car's doing and where you think the speed is in the car and we'll see if we can find that for you. In
0: 1999, Jack leaned on his veteran driver to help land his next unproven talent, And eventually, his first
2: champion. Jack knew what he wanted to do. And he convinced me of what he wanted to do and why. He always had reasons for what he did. So, uh, really, the, the the only one I demanded Matt Kenseth when we didn't have a place for him.
4: Matt Kenseth adds another one to the list, winning here today at Phoenix International Raceway.
2: And I'm proud of that because Matt delivered them their first championship. And Jack deserved it. And rush racing deserved it, and Matt did that. Something that I never never could do. So that was cool.
3: Matt Kenseth, the new Winston Cup champion. Yeah, I, I met him um, in uh, in Dover in 1997. I guess I was driving for uh, for Robbie and John Reiser and the and the family there, and uh, met met Mark Martin, and uh, he recommended to Jack they hire me. They didn't know really for what. They didn't have a spot for me at the time. And uh, so I remember talking to him on the phone, and uh, he told me to come and find him in Dover and talk to him. He said he'd be easy, find. he'd be the guy wearing the, wearing the straw hat or the funny hat. I shouldn't say funny hat, he'd be the guy wearing a hat. So I, um, I went and met him there up in the front of, I think, uh, the 99 hauler, and uh, that was the first time I met him.
4: Matt Kenseth is gonna win the Daytona 500.
3: You know, when I signed there, it was really just to, to hang out, and I'd, I'd go uh, bother Jimmy Fanning and hang out at Mark's tests. I uh, didn't get to drive much of the test, but I got to drive a little bit, a couple of them, and um, just kind of hang out and learn and kind of start getting in the system.
0: Roush also began seeking out the next
1: great talent through a process dubbed the Gong Show. It was brainchild of, of Jeff Smith and Max Jones. We'd had the we we'd, we'd organized tests for drivers. We we uh, had a test the for for road race drivers before we started uh, NASCAR. We had a test we had two or three different tests, different years, uh, on three different occasions, I believe, to, uh, to find drivers for our road race cars where you'd have basically drivers that had experience in motorcycle racing or uh, sports car open-wheel racing and in, in, in amateur sports and uh, amateur uh, sports car racing. And uh, you'd want to sort among these drivers for somebody that would fill a, a, a opening or two that you had in your, uh, in your professional series cars. And uh, so we'd, uh, we'd had these gong shows. We called them gong shows. We had them on, on these numerous occasions. And uh, Jeff Smith had the idea. says, you know, if we, if, we, if we parlayed this right and we orchestrated it correctly, we could sell it to sponsors. And instead of having to pay for all the tires and track rental and all that, maybe we could even uh, work out breaking even on it or, or, or make a dime. And so Jeff Smith and Max Jones put together this, uh, this this Driver X thing in order to satisfy our goal of, of vetting uh, drivers that we thought were talented.
0: Roush Racing brought in drivers from all over the country to evaluate them in an elimination-style contest, and the winner would eventually drive in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series or the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Not only were they tested on driving ability, but also public relations
1: talent and personality traits. Kurt Busch come out of that. And fifth uh,
4: is Kurt Busch, and he is the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion.
1: He was head and shoulders above the other five or six drivers we had at that time. In 2000, Kurt Busch was signed to
0: a truck series contract for Roush Racing after dominating the gong show, and that same season, Kurt earned four wins and finished second in the standings. Kurt Busch
4: is going to win the Old Dominion 500.
0: David Reagan was another gong show driver, which by this time was on the television network, the Discovery Channel, in a show called Driver X. Reagan didn't win it, but it did lead to a ride with Roush Racing.
2: I, I was a young kid trying to find my way to NASCAR, and I was 16, 17 years old. Well, I uh, wanted to go do the gong show. Jack was having his Driver X gong show. He had it in 2003 and 2004. In 2003, I was still a little on the young side, didn't have much experience. And so in 2004, I sent in a resume, and I got Robert Yates to agree to, to, to list as a, as a reference. And I sent Robert a copy, and I said, hey, make sure you give this to Jack. I knew Mark Martin a little bit because his son, Matt, was racing some Bandoleros and Legends cars at the time, and so I was um, still in high school. I was running some part-time Arca racing, and just won my first Arca race, and so I got invited to the gong show, so that was my really big break. Uh, I was getting ready to go to college. I didn't know what my racing career would be like. Uh, I was getting to a point where it was getting very, very expensive to uh, continue pursuing my racing career, so I went and did the gong show. In uh, 2005, and Jack Roush and uh, Jeff Smith and everybody, uh, Tori Golida, they uh, they hired me to run a part-time truck series scheduled in 2006.
0: Matt Kenseth can recall visiting the Gong Show events. At the time, Kenseth was already a Cup Series driver for the organization, and he says the events were
3: exciting. I went to a few of them. I went to... Uh... Darlington watched a bunch of guys and, um, you know, David Reagan is a perfect example of a guy who really wanted it and really, really worked hard and asked a lot of questions and, um, you know, he still, still does. He works really, really hard at it, you know. Uh, and then the other guys that wanted to be there but, you know, saying you want to be there and kind of doing what you really have to do to be there are sometimes two different things. But uh, that whole gong show thing was really neat. It was a good idea. It was really fun. I remember sitting in the Tower at Darlington, watching a lot of those guys, and listening to a lot of them, and working with a lot of them, and um, getting to know some of them. That was really fun. Carl Edwards was also
0: a part of the Gong Show process, and in 2003, earned his first big break in the Truck Series, driving for Roush.
4: Off of turn number four, Carl Edwards comes to the start-finish line. Carl Edwards is a first-time winner of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series.
5: I felt like it was trial by fire. Jack said, "Look, you're going to do this. We'll do it for a year, and if it's if it's if it's good, it's good, and if it's not, you know, we'll part ways." And I, I thought. That's as great of an opportunity as a guy can get, and and um, since then, Jack's put me in his nationwide cars and his cup cars, and uh, I'm really grateful for the opportunities he's provided me. I, I think that they have a really good system at Roush. I think that we've got a lot of people there that can fill gaps and, 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 uh, you know, take over different roles if need be. I, I think all that stuff is great. Roush went on to
0: hire names like Greg Biffle.
4: Tonight it's going to be Ford, and it's going to be a rookie. Greg Biffle wins the Pepsi 400.
0: And Kyle Busch, all who had minimal experience in NASCAR. As Robin Pemberton explains, Roush just knew how to find talent.
6: He's developed drivers through the years. When you look at the Biffles and the Edwards and and. Uh, guys like that 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 came up through the ranks you know he he had Kyle Bush early on uh you know and and he had a good knack for for getting a hold of some young talent uh early on and i thought and I think that's important i mean those you know those guys have a legacy on their own Mark Martin gave him a chance his second chance at it, and he capitalized on it. So I think Jack, in support of the whole industry with uh, bringing on drivers, I think Jack, in support of the industry with with his uh, Roush Industries and the roof laps I think that's important. Um, you know, early on, I mean, he was he was a developer of everything, whether it would be mechanical or talent, uh, driver-wise, and you know, he's a. He, He was a good, solid owner, and, uh, you know, to to pinpoint any one thing uh, for that man would be hard to do because he's so deep in everything else that he does. He brings so much to the table. Roush didn't only take chances on drivers.
0: He also hired other employees the same way. Jack hired a young Evan Lyle,
7: now the chief executive
0: officer for Roush Enterprises, at a young age.
7: I think he's got a great skill for uh, and, um, he sees things in people and uh, and, uh, and mentors and gives them the resources that they need. And uh, and yeah, it's high profile when you find a. Greg Biffle or Carl Edwards, and and you know, and they they go from uh, you know short track racing to the the national stage and winning championships uh, uh, in NASCAR. But yeah, there's uh, thousands of examples, more than that, of people in our businesses that um, he identified and and uh, uh, saw something in them and said, you know, come on with me and we'll, and we'll 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 go on this ride together. I'm a great example of that. I mean, there was no. Uh, I didn't have a life plan that looked like this at all. And uh, based on uh, his faith in me and uh, uh, something that he saw, he gave me a confidence to do things at an age. I I did stuff earlier than I should have done uh, sometimes and maybe earlier than I was ready for. But, uh, you know, he'd, he'd allow you to make some mistakes along the way and and, and work with you to see how you get where you needed to go.
0: Today, Roush fields cars for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the Cup Series as well as Trevor Bain, both development drivers who came up through the team's system.
4: Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in that position. He will cross the line and win the Geico 500.
0: Stenhouse recalls how the relationship started.
8: Back in 2008, Seven. I was driving for Tony Stewart and his sprint car team up in Indiana and uh, racing USAC. And um, beginning of that 2007 season, uh, before I started running for Tony, I was driving for my dad and, and a group out of uh, Bartlett, Tennessee, which is uh, car, it was Carl Edwards RE Technologies racing uh, at the time. And um, we got their first USAC win uh, out at Manzanita, and then after that weekend i flew over to uh north carolina sat down with uh max jones who was the general manager at the time uh at roush Fenway race and sat down with him was like hey what do i need to do to get an opportunity to come race over here and he said well just keep winning this year and uh we'll talk to you at the end of the year i was like oh okay uh so ended up signing with tony and then uh i think we won 10 or 11 races that year and then um at the end of 2007, we signed with Roush Fenway to, uh, to race in the Arca Series in 2008.
0: Believing in people is one of the many reasons why Jack Roush has had so much success. And in January, he'll be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. But NASCAR is only part of Jack Roush's life. In fact, probably a small part. Roush has so many business ventures and hobbies. We'll discuss that further in the next episode of The Many Hats of Jack Roush. Until then, I'm Woody Kane. Have a great week. Today's program was a presentation of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. The Many Hats of Jack Roush was written and produced by Rich Colbreth, Tyler Burnett, Alexa Henrion, and Brian Nelson. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.